Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Junior High Ministry Podcast from Mariners Church. Uh, I'm Justin. Hey, I'm Jeremy, and uh, you know, thanks for joining us. We had an awesome weekend this past weekend in Junior High Ministry as Justin taught and finished up the Know God series. Yeah, I was mega pumped about it because it, we, I think everyone wants to know God, and how do you know God? That's the question. Um, we got to give students a challenge of how they figure out what their plan is when it comes to knowing God, and I think every student walked away with a little, little bit of an opportunity of figuring out what their plan is, what the first steps of their plan are. Um, so if you haven't listened to the other episodes of the series, go back and listen to it. I really believe this is foundational as we're teaching kids to have a faith of their own, to know God, not just the, the God of their parents parents, um, but know God, their own personal relationship with God. So it, it just, it was an incredible series, an incredible week. So I'm, I'm pumped for what's next. Yeah, you man, I, we, we loved it. And, uh, you know, we're ready for a couple huge things that are coming up. Um, just quick spotlight on the Lent worship night, February 14th. So Valentine's Day, you know, invite your Valentine, come worship together. What better way to spend Valentine's? Um, you know, like Lent really kicks off this this build up, this drum roll towards Easter. So super exciting night. Be at that. And then, uh, you know, the all-nighter, dude. It's it's not just an all-nighter, but it's the best, even better than the best, epic all-nighter. March 2nd to 3rd. So sign-ups are open right now. You know, people are climbing over, you know, tooth, tooth, fighting tooth and nail to get signed up. Like this event is, it's going to fill. So get signed up. Yeah. Make sure you do that. It's going to be great. Let us know if you have questions. Again, send in questions. We're going to be doing uh, the uh, the big Facebook, Instagram, live recording deal, um, answering your questions. So if you still have questions, you can still send them in because we're going to be recording it soon. Uh, hope you have a great time. We love you. Life's better in junior high because you're in junior high. Keep it real. I'm Justin. I work on the junior high staff. If you've never been here before, this is me. This is what I look like. And I'm happy that you guys are here. Do me a favor, okay, do me a favor. Uh, slip your phones in your pockets, give me 20 minutes, because we are gonna wrap up the No God series, and I really feel this way, okay, I really feel this way, that if you've been kind of tracking along, and if you haven't, you can go back and listen to the lessons in the podcast, they're all up there. This is like the lesson that I want every person who says, you know, I believe for the first time, I want them to listen to this. I want every new sixth grader to listen to this. Like every student that's like, ah, I feel like I'm like stuck, like in my faith, like I don't really know what to do. I want every single one of them to listen to this. And today we're gonna wrap it up with like a practical, like this is what we can do kind of step. So here's the deal. Uh, We have a theme verse. It's out of 1 John. It's like one of my favorite verses. 1 John 4, dear friends, talking to all of us, Let us love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. If you're into memorizing verses or whatever, this is like a verse to memorize. Like, this is probably one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. And uh, I want to ask you this question as we lean in. How do we learn as little kids? Anyone have any suggestions of how do you learn as a little kid? You can just raise your hand where you are and give me some answers. What do you think? Songs, okay, that's a way you learn. How do we learn? Go ahead. Watching people, what do you think? Huh? Mistakes is a great answer. You know what? what I, all of those are true. Those are all ways that we learn as little kids. One of the specific ways that I love is watching people. And that's because my kid, and I get to watch this. So my little one-and-a-half-year-old, Cannon, he, he like is just the cutest, first of all. Okay? Not, you know, he's just so cute. And he will find my shoes and put my shoes on and like walk around in my shoes. It's like the cutest thing of all time because he sees me walking around and, and you know, we put shoes on him. But like, you know, that, that idea of, you know, him putting his shoe, shoes on and walking around, it's just so cute. And he's learning because he's watching what I'm doing and then he's doing the same thing. 
You know, most of the things that you've learned in life, yes, totally mistakes, definitely songs, learn from songs all the time. But one of the great ways we learn is by watching what other people do and doing the same thing. And sometimes we watch the, the wrong thing that people do and we do the wrong thing. And sometimes we are lucky enough to watch the right thing that people do and we end up doing the right thing. Now, here's the deal. If our desire is to know God differently, then where do we look to know God? Well, we look to the person of Jesus. That's how. You know how I know that's true? Because of this verse, this is what it says in John 14. If you really had known me, this is Jesus talking. If you'd really had known me, you would know who my father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Why? Because you know Jesus. Like, if you know Jesus, you know God the Father. So if you want to know God differently, more, if you want to have a better relationship with God, you want to know God, then we look to the person of Jesus as the example of this is how we know God. Because if we know Jesus, then we know God his Father. You know, the, the hard thing is that sometimes we think, man, Jesus, it's like, I, I, can't, I don't really know the guy. I can't really peg him down. Like, it, it seems like he's, he's a changing person. You know, it, it seems like he's different. You know, as I've gotten older, it feels like he's been different through the years I've gotten older. Now, here's the thing. This is what it says in Hebrews about Jesus. It says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus doesn't change. We're the ones that change. Jesus doesn't change. He's predictable. Like, he's the same. He has the same character. He has the same values. He cares about the same things. He treats people the same way. Jesus is predictable. We are completely unpredictable. One day, and you know this is true, because one day you'll be dressed one way, and the next day everything completely changes. When I was in junior high, I went through this phase where I thought it was so important to dress up. I thought it was the coolest thing. So I'd wear, like, shirts. I tuck my shirts in and like I walk around like I worked at like an accounting office. Like, you know, I had a calculator. It was, and it, I went through this phase where like I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. When I was in high school, I went through a phase where I dyed my hair blonde. Okay. And God hated that. And he punished me with baldness now. Like it, it, I went through these phases in life where things in, of me changed. Like maybe you, you don't like the same food you used to like. Maybe you don't like going to the same places you used to go to. You know, when I was a kid, like, my kid does the same thing that I did. When I was a kid, I liked playing horsey. My mom would get down or my dad would get down. I'd jump on their back and play horsey. My kid loves that, dude. When I'm a horse, I'm like the coolest horse of all time. If he's still doing that when he's 14, we got a huge problem. Like, it's freaking, it's super weird. It'd be weird. You don't do that. Because you change. Jesus doesn't change. We're the thing that changes. Uh, I mean, here's the deal. I want you to have a personal relationship with Jesus, like a personal faith. A lot of people, especially kids, if you looked at a kid and said, hey, do you share your parents' faith? They'd be like, oh, yeah, totally. I share my parents' faith. Like, they have no concept of what's going on. They're children. They, they, you know, they have to be escorted to the bathroom. Like, they, you know, they can't dress themselves. They're kids. They, you know, they're, they're little. You're not children. You know some stuff. Like, your, your faith is your faith. Yes, your parents have faith. And when you were a kid, that maybe worked for you. Be like, oh, yeah, my parents are Christian, so I'm a Christian. Like, my parents go to church, and I go to church. You get into junior high, it becomes your relationship with Jesus, not your parents. I want you to have a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, this is what Kenton, our senior pastor, always says. He always says that knowing Jesus makes life better and makes you better at life. It's a true statement. That knowing Jesus makes life better and it makes you better at life. You know, sometimes I need a little bit better at life. You know, sometimes I need, I wish like, I could, you know, I knew Jesus and it made these things of my life better. Like, I thought, I wish it would make me better sometimes. You know, there's been times in my life, though, and I, and I don't know about you, it wasn't easy for me. 
Okay, there's times in my life where I'd like look at the Bible and be like, dude, I don't even understand what I'm reading. I had this one book, a parent got me this book one time. It's like a business book. I opened it up, I read like the first two pages. I had no idea what they were talking about. And I closed the book and I put it on my shelf. And when everyone ever asked me if I read it, I lied to them, to their face, man. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I totally read that book. I lied. I did not read that book. It was boring. All right, anyone ever get a boring book before? And you open it and the first, maybe it's like a homework assignment. And the first two pages, three pages in, you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a long one. This is going to be death. This is going to be the worst. Like, I know how that feels. Those are things you're required to do, okay? The things that you decide to do, if you're like, man, I don't understand this, like you give up on it. Like if you start doing it and then you just forget, like it's easy never to like do it again. You know, I used to go to the gym and uh, my very first day going to the gym, I was doing this workout thing that the guy, the guy at the gym, he's my trainer, okay? He's like, this is the workout thing that I do. And he looked very, very different than me, just to start, okay? Very different than me. He looked like Thor, okay? I looked like... The blob. Like, it's very, very different, okay? But I'm like, okay, I'll do your plan. I'll do your plan. So I'm doing his thing, doing the thing that he does, and I start throwing up in a trash can, okay? Start throwing up in a trash can. As I'm throwing up mid-heave, okay, if you've ever seen someone passionately throwing up in a trash can, mid-heave, an old woman, okay, comes by, like I'm Hansel and Gretel. An old woman comes by, very old. She's at the gym. Starts rubbing my back consoling me, and she says to me, it's okay, son, maybe the gym's just not for you. Do you know how shaming that is to hear that from an elderly person? Like, it was, do you know what the biggest problem, you know, the biggest reason that all fell apart was when I went to the gym? Because I was trying to do that guy's plan, Thor's plan. The blob does not do Thor's workout plan, okay? I was trying to do that guy's plan, and it failed. Here's the deal. I want you to ask yourself this question. When you have a relationship with Jesus, if having a relationship with Jesus is so good, why does it seem so difficult at times? Like, I don't know who in here, like, came, especially came back from camp, and they're like, oh, man, like, I'm fired up. Like, who went to winter camp, by the way? Raise your hands. All right, perfect. <clears throat> and we've already started playing summer camp. It's going to be ridiculous. But I don't know who, who comes back from camp and is like, oh, man, like, that was so awesome. Camp was so amazing. Worship at camp was so amazing, which it was. You know, the teaching was so great. Doing cabin time was so great. Well, of course all those things were great, dude. You, have, don't, you don't have cell phones. You don't have distractions. Like, you don't have assignments to do. You don't have places you have to be. I think mean, the places you have to be are fun places. You don't have any, you know, chores to do. Okay, there, there's no test you have to take. You don't have to shower or brush your teeth. Basically, all hygiene is like optional at camp. You get to be in a cabin and talk about the things that you're dealing with, and you get to realize like, oh, I'm not the only one who's dealing with that. Oh, I'm not alone in the things that, that I'm struggling with. Like, it, it's an, camp's an incredible time. And you look at camp, and you say, man, camp was so great, but now, but we're not at camp anymore. And so when we talk the whole week about having a relationship with Jesus and knowing Jesus, and then we find it to be so difficult to actually have a relationship with Jesus is like, well, what do we do? You know, how do we come up with a plan? How do we fix this? You know, here's my desire. My challenge is that we start coming up with a plan. Now, I talked about this at camp, so if you went to camp, you're like, you're getting a double portion of this, but I'm passionate about this, and I'm passionate about it for this reason. When I was in junior high, I came up with a plan with my life group leader to help me take steps in my relationship with Jesus. It was important. And I have a plan now that I do. And I, don't, I think if we don't have a plan, but we just say, man, we want to go deep in our relationship with Jesus, but we don't know where to start. 
you know, we had bad experiences and it was boring or we didn't understand. All those things demotivate us from actually wanting to take steps in our relationship with Jesus, but it's important. And we can't be at camp year-round, okay? We actually got to go to school and do chores and, and, you know, go to appointments and do sports and do musical instruments and all those things. So how do we actually make sure we have a plan? What does it look like to create a plan? How do we go about it? That's what we're going to talk about. This is what it says in 1 Thessalonians, okay? This is a great verse. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So this is the thing. This guy named Paul, he was a pastor, okay? A really cool pastor guy, wrote a ton of books in the New Testament. He wrote this letter to a church in a place called Thessalonica. And they, they heard about Jesus and they learned about Jesus, but they, they heard about this resurrection and we talked about that a ton during Easter. We're going to again this, this April. And they, they heard about the resurrection that Jesus, you know, died and rose from the dead and then went back up into heaven and that one day he was coming back. But the people in Thessalonica thought that they had missed it. They thought that Jesus had already come back and they just missed it because their city was further away from like where everything was happening in Jerusalem. And they were afraid. They thought they had missed the second coming. So Paul wrote them this letter to one, tell them they didn't miss anything, but two, to encourage them and teach them because they had to learn. I think junior hires, I think we have to learn. We have to be encouraged. We have to be taught. And he, he leans in with this to kind of set the tone for how we are supposed to be when it comes to having a relationship with Jesus. These are the things to value. Now, my hope is that you kind of start to figure out your plan of what it looks like to do it, and I want to tell you a couple reasons why, okay? Number one, it's not on the screen. This is just me, and if you're taking notes, these are the notes that you're going to value for the rest of your life, trust me, okay? Number one, this is why you should come up with a plan. If you come up with your own plan, you're, le- you're less likely to quit it when it gets difficult. All right, it's easy to quit someone else's plan. It's difficult to quit your own. So if you start doing something and it starts to get difficult, but it's someone else's plan, you're just doing what they told you to do. It's easy for you to say, that's not worth it anymore. I'm done with that. I, I got other important things to do. My schedule is too packed. Like I'm done with that and just stop doing it. But if you create your own plan, you're less likely to quit it. Because it's something that works for your schedule, works for your time, works for the things you're passionate about. When you make your own plan, you're less likely to quit it when it gets difficult. All right, here's another reason why it's important. Uh, Everyone's relationship with Jesus is unique. Okay, so you can't look at someone else's plan and say, oh, I'm just going to do that. Because that person's relationship with Jesus is their relationship with you. My relationship with Jesus is very different than your relationship. Because my relationship has been going on for years there's a spiritual maturity there that you guys don't have, not because you're, you're you know, not good or not smart or not a follower of Jesus. It's because you're young, so you lack time and experience. All the time that you were not alive, I was following Jesus, growing in my relationship. It's called spiritual maturity. You guys will have spiritual maturity as you get older, but you have to invest in it and you develop it over time. Everyone's relationship with Jesus is unique. You can't look at someone else's plan and say, oh, I'll just do what they're doing. Because everyone's is different. What I do is unique to me. What you do has to be unique to you. All right, here's the thing. I'm gonna give you like a little systematic how to create a plan. So again, if you're taking notes, this is not on the screen. This is like the note-taking moment. Okay, this is like, you're, this is what you're gonna write down and then you're gonna nail this when we get home. Okay, number one, how do you create a plan? How do you actually go about doing it? Number one, ask other people what their plan is. Not to duplicate it, but just to hear what other people are doing. Ask other people what their plan is. Go to a parent. Go to a pastor. If you're thinking, who do I ask? Go to a pastor. Go to a parent. Go to your life group leader. Go to other people that follow Jesus, and all you need to say is, hey, what kind of plan do you have to grow in your relationship with Jesus? 
If they say, I don't have a plan, you need to be like, listen, you need to get a plan. You got to listen to this, this lesson on the junior high podcast about getting a plan. You need to figure this out. And if they have a plan, you listen to what they say. Take some notes. Write it down. Ask other people what their plan is and start to gather ideas of what could be included in your plan. All right, number two, try and try again. So you might try something and it works for a little while and it stops working. Okay, I've done that. You start something and then, you know, it's going and it's like, it's just not, it's not really connecting with you. So you stop doing it and you try something else. You change the plan. I've changed my plan and edited and tweaked it like a ton of different, it's like trying on a new outfit. Try it on, you look in the mirror, you're like, no, no, no this is not gonna work. You take that off, put something new on, look in the mirror again, you're like, no, 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 gotta change the shoes. Get new shoes, try it on, you're like, this is perfect. Try and try again until you find the plan that works for you. Everyone has their own. Don't feel pressure to do what someone else is doing, but try until you figure out your plan. All right, here's number three. You gotta write it out. If you don't write it out, it's not even real. Okay, a lot of people will say, well, you know, I, I know what my plan is. Oh, what is it? Well, I kinda, let me think about it for a second. If, you, if it's not written down, you don't know it. If you can't write it down, then you just don't know what it is. You gotta be able to sit there with a piece of paper and be like, all right, this is my plan. And you write it all out, boom, and you be able to hold it. You can tape it to a mirror, tape it to your wall, put it in your Bible, and say, all right, this is my plan. This is what I'm gonna do. Maybe I'll add to it. Maybe I'll take away from it. Maybe I'll change it. But like, I know that this is what I'm gonna do. This is my plan. If you can't write it out, then you don't know it. But if you write it out, then you have something to hold yourself accountable to. If you write it out and you're like, all right, I'm gonna do this. And it's something that works for you. Listen, it's gotta work with your schedule. It's gotta work with your life. So let me tell you what I do. All right, this isn't for you to just copy what I do, but it's just kind of get a sense of what I do, okay? This is what it says in 1 John 5. And we are confident that he hears us whatever we ask for anything that pleases him. It's because of this verse that I find it important to spend time in prayer. So every day for seven minutes, I pray in the morning. I do it for 14 minutes in the morning. I pray for seven minutes. I pray for my friends. I pray for bullies. I pray for there's bullies when you're adults. Trust me, you have a lot to look forward to. I pray for people I work with. You could pray for teachers, other students, principals. I pray for my senior pastor. I pray for your parents, siblings. You don't need to learn how to pray for yourself. You know how to pray. It's called Christmas. It's called your birthday. You know how to pray for yourself. Okay, I'm not worried about teaching you that. You gotta learn how to pray for other people. So I spend seven minutes every day in prayer for all those different things, and it's different every day, but like I choose all these different categories I pray for people. All right, this is number two. This is what I do. This is a verse. It's out of 2 Timothy. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do the right thing. It's because of this verse that I find it important to read the Bible every day. So every day I read a little bit from the Bible. Maybe it's a couple of verses. Maybe it's a big, you know, long set of verses. But every day I read it and I do three things when I read. I read it and I just write down the simple stuff that I see, what I observe. I read this and this is what I observe. This guy's doing this. This thing's happening with Jesus. This is what's happening where the people are living. Like, this is what I see. It's what I observe. You, it's easy to do. It's like people watching. You're like looking around and you're just writing down, all right, this is what I see. This is what I observe. This is what's happening. It's simple. Number two, I write down what I learn. Okay, this is the observation, the interpretation phase. Okay, this is what I learned. This is what I read. This is what I observed. Right, this is what I learned. This is, this is the lessons that I feel it's teaching me. Now, you might get it wrong a bunch, okay? Don't stress that. This isn't about getting it right or wrong. It's about developing a discipline to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. 
That's my goal. That's my hope. So you get this thing and you write down like, well, you, okay, this, I kind of get a sense of this is what's happening in the scripture. This is what's happening in the time and the people. This is what, what's happening. Then there's number three. So simple. What does this, what is this, how does this affect my day? How does this affect my day? You know, and this is like the application side. So you read something in the morning. And so that's what I do. And I read it and I'm like, okay, well, how does this change my day? How does this change the things about that I'm going to do today? If I read a passage about Jesus forgiving someone and I think, well, how does this change my day? Well, maybe I should be more forgiving today. Maybe something happens instead of freaking out or getting angry, getting upset, I'm just going to forgive someone. It changes the way I go about my day. And then I sit down and I make a list of seven things I'm thankful for. I do this every day. I may do more, but I'll never do less. And this is what I do every day. And why do I do it? I do it for this reason. Because I want to go deeper in my relationship with Jesus. This isn't like some stranger talking. This is your pastor talking, okay? As an adult, I still want to make sure I'm going deeper in my personal relationship with Jesus. I want to make sure I'm doing that. And I do that by having a plan. Now, a lot of you in here, you're like, I don't have a plan. I've never even thought about this before. We need to start coming up with plans. We're going to be talking about this over the next couple of months because I want everyone to have a plan. Because if you don't have a plan, then it's like, what are you doing? Like, how, how are you going to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus if you have no plan to actually do it? This is a, from a student. They came back from camp. Let's see this photo up here. They came back from camp. Uh, go to the next photo. The ne- yep, this is the one. The, yep, this is the one. And they came back from camp, and they, this is the plan they came up with after camp. She sat down. She's an eighth grader. She wrote this out. Simple stuff. Read, explore, respond, list, pray. Simple. And this isn't my plan. I would never be able to do some of this stuff. That's some of the stuff, I'll be honest with you, just doesn't work for me. I wouldn't want to do some of those things. But that's because this is her plan, not my plan. This works for her. It doesn't have to work for me. Because if it works for her, then it's working. So I, I want all of us to be able to do this. So we're doing life groups this week on Wednesday, and we're meeting here at church. Email's going to go out about it. We're going to post some things about it. And we're going to be meeting here at church, and we're going to be talking about more of how do we create a plan. There's going to be something for your parents. They're going to go and have a lot of fun. But life groups are meeting here on Wednesday nights. Here's the big idea. I want you to write it down so when you're questioned about it, you know what to say. Having your own plan to know Jesus helps us know God better. Having your own plan to know Jesus helps us know God better. So when you go home and your parents are like, what did you guys learn today? What, what are they doing in junior high? Blah, blah, blah. When they say that, you're going to look back at them and say, this is what I learned. Having, having your own plan to know Jesus helps us know God better. And then you're going to look back at your parents, and what are you going to say? What did you learn today? Okay, because if your parents are going to ask you, you're going to ask them. Now, here's the deal. The band's going to come back up. We're going to play another song. If you are developing a plan and have questions about it, talk to someone. Talk to me. Talk to one of the leaders. Talk to your life group leader. This Wednesday, life groups are here at Irvine. Emails are going out. You'll hear more about it. We're meeting here. And if you have questions from what we talked about today or any week, you can write them down, put them in the boxes in the back. This Wednesday, I think, we're doing this big Instagram live to answer your questions in junior high. So definitely check that out. It'll be great. Let me pray for you, and then we're going to go. Heavenly Father, thank you for our students. God, thank you for how much you care about them, how you love them. You made them to be exactly the way you want them to be. Bless us as we pursue what it means to come up with our own plan to know you and have a relationship with you. 
We thank you. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, guys, stand on up. Let's worship. Hey.